May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. Good morning. My name is Brent Williams, and I'm a current senior at Whitland High School. I have attended St. Matthew's all my life. I was baptized at St. Matt's, confirmed here, and I'm now graduating from high school, but I'm also moving on to a new life. Being a part of the church for this long has allowed me to understand the inner workings of the church and what it takes to run it. My mother was recently on the vestry and also for many years has done volunteer and outreach work for the church. I have realized that it takes many people and takes long hours in order for the church to operate as smoothly as it does. This is evidenced by the smooth transitions that occurred during a change in priest and a change in choir director during my time at St. Matthew's. Being at St. Matthew's for all these years has also allowed me to establish a deeper relationship with God. In my faith statement, I tried to put my faith into words and what God and Jesus have meant to me in my life. I was still very young then and did not know where my life would take me. Four years later, I can proclaim that God and the church have shaped me into who I am today and what I hope to become in the future. This year, my senior year, was one of the craziest and busiest years of my life. Everyone has told me that junior year is the hardest year of high school, and it was hard. But senior year tested my patience and perseverance more than I have ever been tested before. I was balancing a rigorous academic course load along with applying to colleges and man managing my extracurricular schedule. Although it was tough, I knew that God was always with me and would support me no matter what I was going through. I also knew that whatever happened in the college in the crazy college admissions process would work out for the better. No matter where I went to school, I recognized that I, that I would be able to chart my own path and would be able to create a new experience for myself. I am confident that as I'm, that I am, sorry, I am confident that as I embark onto college in Wisconsin next fall, God will be there to support me through this life-changing transition and will guide me in making sensible decisions. In the gospel that was read today by Marissa, Jesus says to Peter, Very truly I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands, and someone will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. This is what I believe growing up entails. At younger ages, I had more freedom and led a more carefree life. However, as I got older, I was tasked with more responsibility. As opposed to my parents planning my schedule, in high school, I was in charge of planning and following my activities and homework. Next year, I will have even more responsibility and, and will often have unwanted obligations that I will have to fulfill. Looking back, I'm very grateful that I was able to spend so much time in the vibrant community of St. Matthews. I am a firm believer in the power of community and togetherness. Although the religion and religious services are an important aspect of belonging to a church, I believe that a fundamental reason of belonging to a church is a sense of community. If my family was not a member of St. Matthew's, I would not have met the many people that I have grown up with and known all my life. To conclude my sermon, I would like to thank everyone in the church who has made this my second home. I'm very proud to have had Keith DeAngelis as my mentor through the long confirmation process and, and am grateful for Becky and Steve's guidance through church school, confirmation, and beyond. I would also like to thank my mother and father for joining the church and fostering my faith. Also, Mary Grace was an amazing creature who helped, 
who helped me first feel comfortable in the church. And now I know that Marissa will continue to be a welcoming and great priest and will lead St. Matthew's well. Finally, I look forward to updating you all on my first semester in college when I come back from my month-long winter break. I would like to thank you all for welcoming, welcoming me into and letting me be a part of the St. Matthew's community. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> I have been a member of St. Matthew's Church for almost a decade. I don't remember much from those first services in the parish hall while the church was under renovation, but I can vividly remember stacking the chairs after the ceremony was finished, tall adults helping me stack them higher while stronger ones helped me push them to the corner. I had my first interactions with the vibrant, caring, and considerate community of St. Matthew's there, interactions that made me want to come back again and again. I remember how this seemingly mundane task never felt like a chore. It was simply part of the routine, and in so, in my small mind, was indistinct from the service itself, a continuation of fulfilling God's word and feeling his presence. My name is Lily Kepner, and I am a senior at St. Matthew's, well, at Wilson High School, but I'm at St. Matthew's now. <laughs> Though many of you already know that. Standing here, I recognize nearly every one of your faces. One of my favorite parts of St. Matthew's is that this community isn't restricted to these walls. I see St. Matthew's people at the barn, always helping me bring in horses so they have to ride themselves. I see you at the village market, always stopping to say hi even during the busiest grocery rush. I see you in my neighborhood, people who grew from my carpool buddies into my family, in school, and of course, every Sunday, which is our day to come together. We really are a community. I envision the gospel story Marissa just told to be about three really important things, trust, hope, and faith. When the disciples chose to trust the man on the shore, even before they knew it was Jesus, they exhibited their willingness to have faith in the word of others even in the darkest, most hopeless of times. In this act of faith, they went from bearing an empty net to a full one, so heavy they needed the help of all the men to bring it in. When Jesus asked the disciples if they love him, it is immediately followed by a request, something simple, easy, and seemingly insignificant. Feed my lambs, he says. Tend my sheep, he asks. Jesus is fully capable of fulfilling these actions himself and clearly generous enough to do so. So why, I wondered, would he ask it of them? Reflecting on my time here at St. Matthew's, I have realized that I have felt the holiest, not necessarily in worship or after reading the text, but in serving with, beside, and for the people around me, in finding my place in this community. The first place I found was the diagonal slots of the parking lot, right when you pull in. I parked there happily every Sunday at 9.45, okay, sometimes 9.50, <laughs> right across from the sidewalk that leads to the bustling church. The journey to my spiritual and physical place within the church took a bit longer. My first memory of this community is walking into the lounge as a new choir member in April of 2009, seeking guidance from then choir pro Kate DeAngelis, who promptly became retired choir pro the next year. <laughs> she taught me to match my notes with the up and down movement of the symbols in the hymnal as we ate goldfish from Becky's plastic cups before rehearsals. 
every Thursday for the next five years, I boarded bus 24 instead of bus 17, was met by a smiling Becky, and sang alongside Ellie, Tess, Michael, Amanda, Jack, Maddie, and countless other kids who quickly became my friends. I can still recall the numbers of our favorite hymns to sing. 412 and 711 are the first that come to mind, and I will tear up every time I hear Angel's Choir and Silent Night. I first felt the glory of God in these songs, singing his message. This is when I was first compelled to serve the church in greater ways. I grew up counting the days to the Christmas pageant, my favorite time of year, celebrating the story of that fabulous yet modest miracle, a baby born in a barn who became so much more than that, seemed intimate and personal within our church. It was a story that became ours with every angel who called out for her mom, every lamb that would shout out in excitement, every drummer boy rock band, and even with a dog or two. It was here that I learned that stories mattered and meant something, no matter how many times they are told. When my friends and I aged out of the program, we decided to stay and help out rehearsals, unable to tear ourselves away from the magic of telling that story. We helped the angels make their entrances as timely as possible, reined in the boys calling themselves zombie shepherds, and helped all the angels put on the same wings we had worn years before. We sang with the sheep to carry the music to the audience and spread the story. This act of service may have been small, but it was important. It meant that thanks to us, more people could feel that miracles were in the air, that more people felt that tingly, bubbly feeling of hope, excitement, and love that came so clearly for us every December 24th. I built this into my spiritual journey, and my sophomore year became a pre-K and eventually kindergarten teacher alongside my page from the pageant of 2012 and close friend, Marguerite. Not only did we make a special Michael's trip every year so the kids could decorate their own ornaments and place them on our own mini tree for Christmas, a tree that we may have accidentally kept up until March, <laughs> but we also did our best to make sure every Sunday was enjoyable for these restless and excited kids. Every Sunday, we strove to teach each of them not just what was on the story card, but to love each other and themselves, to be grateful, and to find comfort from God and Jesus' word. Our room is decorated with posters they have created, and every Sunday we learn more and more about who they are and who they want to be. Every Sunday begins with asking how they are today, and we always make sure each, of one, each one of them feels heard, that everyone feels like they belong in this community. We watched a little boy staying close by his sister transform this year into a confident, chatty, and smart kid, talking us through every part of his craft and his reasons for drawing every little thing. We watched and helped all of these kids grow, and in so, lived in Jesus' image and followed him. One of the best lessons we taught was about prayer. Marguerite read the story, and then we encouraged each child to share one thing they would want to pray for, a sick grandmother, that the stomach bug won't get her sister again, so his grandpa isn't lonely, for her brother, for teachers, for firefighters, for families, the list these five-year-old children made went on and on and on. The kids, who now wanted to be spies, FBI agents, and travel the world with five dancing hedgehogs, yes, I said that right, <laughs> each had someone or something they wanted us to pray for, something they wanted help and reassurance for. It was through these experiences that I learned that the power of religion is to comfort people even in the worst of times. It was here that I learned the significance of hope and faith. 
Every experience I had here, every small service I gave or, was, or received, helped open me up more and more to the idea of faith. Most importantly, it was here that I realized it's not just about counting on God, it's about counting on each other. Personally, as I grew older, God became a resource for me, someone I can confide in about my hopes and fears and ask for guidance when unsure. Everything from, dear God, please make sure I locked the door at work last night, to asking him to watch over a friend going through a hard time. As I grew in this faith, St. Matthew's became more and more of a source of comfort for me and more of something I looked forward to. A happy place I could go to to laugh with the kindergartners, smile with my friends at coffee hour, and feel love even at my, more, uh, even at my most stressed and nervous. Giving back in any way I could, just as Jesus asked the disciples to, enriched my experience and helped me feel so tied to this community. The more I served, the more I got out of it the more I felt the love and the more I could believe in miracles. Jesus said to Peter that love alone is not enough, that he must serve him. The gospel tells us that Jesus told him, one day someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you don't want to go. Follow me. When you follow Jesus and in so follow compassion, generosity, kindness, light, and follow love, no matter how simple your act of service may be, you build a community that prepares you for the unknown. When church becomes a part of your routine, when you find your role in this church and fulfill it, you build a community that prepares you for the irrational parts of life no one can control, a community strengthened by our duty to each other that allows you to find hope, to find love, and to combat the unknown, to believe in miracles. The disciples, with empty nets all through the night, had every reason to be angry and discouraged. And yet, even when everything was pointing to failure, even with no fish and no fortune, they held on to hope and persisted. They waited and listened, and they were fulfilled. Growing up as part of something so special, my net has been infinitely filled. My love for St. Matthew's does not come from moments of grandeur and splendor, but from those little moments in between the moments where I am reminded of the beautiful collection of kind and caring people that accepted me and their community and allowed me to have faith in the unknown, to hold hope in the darkness. In the songs of the choir, in the laughter of coffee hour, in the loudness of the classroom, and the friendships I have built, in making goofy faces to Rory when she's in choir, in the fulfillment I received every DC mission trip, and the magic of the sermon play, and the fact that Becky never once forgot to include a vegetarian meal for me, and that the kids in kindergarten smile every time they see me, I know that this community has become a critical part of my faith, childhood, and identity. And though I may not be here in person next year, St. Matthew's will never really leave me. That is all. <laughs> I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> Please stand. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and 